Uh, in the book of Ezekiel, I just want to read one verse, and I'm going to sort of lay a foundation this morning. I'm not going to be long-winded. Uh, we'll come back Monday night and sort of pick up. But I'm interested in these uh, prophets and uh, how God took, if you've read the uh, prophets, how God took a word and he poured it individually, a special word, into each one of these prophets' lives. And then it seemed like he took the circumstances of their lives and mixed and meshed and stirred and blended until when he had finished that it seemed as though that the, the man and the message were inseparable. He worked that word in them. And it seemed as though as the servant and the sermon was one and the same. And it's not so unlike you and I as God's children. The Lord doesn't just want to give us a book in our hand or a verse in our head, but he wants us to have an engrafted word in our hearts. So it's not something we can disassociate ourselves from uh, during the week, but we'll pick it up on Sunday morning or maybe Sunday night, possibly Wednesday night, but seems to have no effect during the course of the other days. But God will take his word, and he, as Paul said, will effectually work that word in you and I. He'll ferment that word in you through the experiences. And that word will become real to you. It'll become vibrant to you. You'll be able to claim certain aspects that word of that word according to the circumstances and the experiences that you're going through. And, and that word will come alive and... Uh, It'll work for you on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just as real, if not realer, than it will on Sunday. Uh, it'll be a book that you can't separate yourself from. I think about these prophets. Uh, they were not uh, uh, they were not mailmen that would take letters from uh, someone they they barely knew and take it to someone they did not know. Uh, they were not paper boys that would uh, throw news on distant porches and ride off, and it had nothing to do with them. But they were people that had a message inside of them. They had news inside of them. And God would work a definite work in them because he wanted to work that word out of them for the folks around them. And uh, God wants this book to be more than just black and white in your life. So what he's going to do in the course of the events of life, is he going to take the freshness of that word, he's going to work it in you, and stir it, and mix it, and mesh it, and blend it. And then he's going to work it out of you, and then he's going to touch folks around you, because that is going to be a living word. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, that thank God lives. I'm glad I've got a living book. Amen. Not just in my hand or laying on this podium, but I got a word in my heart, don't Amen. you? I'm interested in that. And if you'll notice, I'll just read one verse and make a few comments. The Bible said in verse number 3, The word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel. I'm glad this morning for the word of the Lord, aren't you? I'm glad for the day almost 40 years ago when the word of God came 
to me. <laughs> Aren't you glad for the energy of that word? Aren't you glad that the word knows where you're at? Aren't you glad there are no obstacles that can hold the word back, but the eternal word of God can come to you, no matter where that's at? Unlimited, unbounded, traveling energy of the Word of God to compass this whole earth and touch sinners in every place. The Word of the Lord, the Bible said, came unto Ezekiel. I'm glad for the times that I've been able to go to the book, aren't you? I'm glad there's a pull in that book that pulls me to that book. But I'm going to tell you, it came to me first. It came to me first. Now, what a life-changing effect it had when it, when it came to me. When the Holy Ghost delivered the truth of the death, burial, and resurrection of the gospel into my soul, it, it came to me. I could take it to the day, and I know there's no virtue in that. And the place when the Word of God came where I was. I wasn't in church. I wasn't holding the Bible. I wasn't reading the Bible. I wasn't listening to the Bible. I wasn't listening to a sermon. Oh, I had heard it. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I had heard it in sermon and in song. But thank God for the day when when I, I, I was not going to the Word. But the word came to me with ignited power. And that which had been the seed of that word that had been put in my head was brought to my heart. And I knew and believed the truth of this word. And it began in an instant as a 15-year-old boy to live within me. The word of the Lord, it is said 50 times, in the book of Ezekiel alone, not counting all the other prophets. The word of the Lord, and many of the other Old Testament saints, the word of the Lord came unto Elijah. The word of the Lord came unto Elisha. The word of the Lord came unto Ezekiel. My question to you this morning is, has the word of God ever came to you in its power? Life-changing power. So that you knew that this wasn't just mama's book and daddy's book or the preacher's book, but this book became your book because you knew you had heard from heaven and it was all right. A word, how precious that word is. Not only that word in salvation, but thank God that living word that accommodates us all through the Christian life. A word for the circumstance and situation that you may be in even this morning. Did you know that God has a word for you today? Life is not about you trying to figure things out or uh, making a jump into the dark or, or guessing or whatever, but life is about you in your circumstances listening for a word from God 
as to what to say to that child, what to say to that son, what to say to that daughter, what to do about that job, what to do about that sickness, what to do about what is happening in your life. It is not guesswork, a shot in the dark, but it's listening for a word, letting a word come to you. And thank God He has a word, a special word. I appreciate all the singing that's taking place this morning, and I appreciate the privilege to preach. And I'm glad we're going to have a feast. But I want to say to you, I hope you didn't come for a sermon and a song, but I hope you came to hear a word in that sermon and in that song. We did not come to be entertained. We did not come just to see. We did not come to, oh, but God, we have come on this morning because you know our hearts and lives in the diverse situations and we would love to hear from heaven. As a matter of fact, I must hear from heaven. A word. Have you ever thought about a world without a word from God? Could you imagine this world that was spoken into existence by the Word Himself, the Lord Jesus Christ? Could you imagine if God had left this world without a word? You can be an evolutionist if you want to. <laughs> but I've heard too many words to believe that. You can be an atheist if you want to, but I've, I've heard too many words to believe that. <laughs> but could you imagine a world without a word? Can you imagine a life without a word? Could you imagine you without a word from God? Think of it. Noah. The storm was going to come regardless. <laughs> well, aren't you glad that God brought a word to an old man? Of course, he was a young man at 600. He still had 300 years to go. <laughs> and God gave him a word for the storm. <laughs> before the storm ever got there. Right. I'm going to tell you something. If you'd listen right real good to what God's got to say, you might be a little bit ahead of what's going to happen in your life in the days to come. Right. You may not be caught by surprise. Because right. yeah. you already had a word for the storm before it ever got there. <laughs> what about Abraham locked up in all that paganism and religion in the land of the Chaldees? If he'd have never got a word. But God gave him a word about a son. Right. Did he not? He invaded his world. The word of God went into the land of paganism and sought out a man, an old man, and gave him a word. Amen. By a word of faith. Yeah. Boy. Hadn't had a word. Aren't you glad that Jesus had a word for the devil when he showed up? Amen. 
He had three words. That shut his mouth. I'm where is up my little old mental uh, mind in competition with the, the powers and forces of this old world, but I'm glad God has given me a, a word to be able to stand a sword against the wiles of the devil. Would you imagine a world without a word, a world that would die in its entirety and be engulfed by hell itself? But I'm glad for a word that has reached many hearts down through the years. A word. The Bible said, And the word of the Lord came (laughs) unto Ezekiel. I'm glad I got a word, aren't you? Glad I've had a word. Lord, how many times I've needed a word about my family. I've needed a word about the circumstances and situations. I'm glad God has given me a word. But can can I just say this to you this morning? If you get a word from God for whatever the circumstance of your life is, that word is going to cost you something. Never a man ever got a word from God that didn't have a price tag on it. Oh yes, the word is free. Jesus wrought it out at Calvary. But he said, you take up your cross and follow me. Think about the saints. Oh, yes, yes, Noah got a word. (laughs) And he had to quit everything else and work 120 years on a boat. Somebody said, how come you quit your job? What you doing down there working on this boat? He said, I got a word. I give up everything else for my boat. I'm working on the boat. Abraham got a word and he had to leave his father and his nephew and his homeland and journey on. Somebody said, why under God's heaven, Abraham, are you leaving everything to go out there for nothing? You said you didn't even know where he's going. He said, oh, I got a word. I'm going on the word. I'm not going on direction. I'm going on the word. <laughs> Aren't you glad the Bible's not about a book of directions? It's just a book of words. Those words will set you on the right course. Huh? You won't understand half where you're at most of the time, but as long as you're in the book, you're in the right place. Huh? Cost him. Elisha, when, when Elijah came to him, he got that word. He had to leave them oxen behind. Simon Peter had to leave his ship and his fish behind. Never know. Apostle Paul had to leave all of his religion behind. Right. You really get right with God, there'll be a lot of things. And if you ever get a word from God, there'll be a lot of things in your life that will have to be given up, walked away from, a lot of times friends, lifestyles, things of that nature. And even in acts of faith, I'm not talking about even in sinful deeds, in acts of faith, God will demand of you to do certain things that will be a sacrifice in your life because a word came your way. 
And it will be evident to you and everybody else that you're hearing something that they're not hearing because it's having an effect on your life that it's not having on them. It is a word from God that will cost. I don't know how much that word will cost you. I know how much it costs Jesus. The cross. I don't know that we ought to expect any less than the Master. So don't go whining about and whining around about where you're at and why God's letting you go through what you're going through. He's trying to give you a word to carry you through a situation. But here's the blessedness of it. Yes, that word will cost you. But never a man, never a woman was ever given a word from God that when it was all over with, they didn't say, thank God it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. Noah stepped off on dry ground. He saw that word of promise in the clouds. In that rainbow, have you seen a rainbow lately? We saw one just the other day coming, coming back from uh, Aniston, going down the home, we dally. That's the prettiest one. I saw one in Israel, but this was the second prettiest one I ever did see. But you can't look at the rainbow, but what you are reminded of Noah's word. <laughs> Grand young and said, Grandpa, what's that all about? That rainbow looks so pretty, y'all. He said that come out of my word. Oh, he said I got a word one day and it affected my whole life for 120 years and it still had an effect on my life. But thank God for that word that saved me and Amen. saved my life Amen. and saved my children. Thank God for a word that saved me from hell. Don't you think old Abraham was glad for that word? No matter what it cost him, and it cost him a lot when you read his life, when he heard the cry of that newborn babe in that tent. <laughs> Somebody said, Abe, my goodness, as old as you are, as old as your wife is, said having a baby in there, what's that all about all? He said, that came out of my word. That's my word right there. God gave me a word. You want to see my word? Want to see my word? Huh? <laughs> oh, yes, the Apostle Paul was carried out there. I don't think he was carried. I think he ran out there. But I chopping block, throwed his head down, they chopped it off, and he'd already been there. He said, I went to the third heaven, but I can't preach on it, because if I did, you'd all commit suicide trying to get there. It's unlawful. But I just want to tell you, it's something else so much, I've got a desire to depart and to be of the Lord. They chopped his head off, and immediately he's in glory. And he said, "Woo, boy, it was worth it. That word was worth it. <laughs> and the word of the Lord came. When's the last time you got beyond the sermon and the soul and the, and the church meeting? When's the last time driving along the road in the car? When's the last time down on your knees? that you knew that you had gotten a word from God. 
I was privileged to be in a service in Perry, Florida, to where the pastor got up and he said to the people, he said, folks, I want to give you a chance to tell the rest of us what your favorite verse is. And then I want you to tell us the circumstances that made that your favorite verse. I've never been in a place where somebody did that. And the people began to stand and they'd quote a verse and then they'd tell where they were at and what they were going through when God took that special word and made it real to their hearts. How blessed it was. I never forget one fellow stood up. He's, he's been a, a missionary evangelist for 30 years. But he stood up, and you wouldn't have believed it, but just, it shocked me. He said, I was a young man, said, I spent four years in prison. I said, what? said, I spent four years in prison for stealing. I was a, I was a thief. But he said, God used prison for me to hear the gospel. They locked me up and then I couldn't go nowhere. And they came and preached and I heard the gospel. And he said, I got saved. But he said, you know the verse that God has made real to my heart down through the years is over there in Ephesians where it said, let him that stole steal no more. He said, I figured if a God of heaven could take steel out of a person, he could do anything else. And that's been my verse. Just a word. Ironically, I was talking to a fellow the other day. He said he, he's still a prison guard. And he said he was walking along one day several years ago. And uh, he said a, a prisoner hollered out at him and said, Sergeant, this is a group of people he's hauled over. said, Sergeant, let go and let God. He said, I, you know, I never heard nothing like that. He said, looked at him. And he'd never even heard the God. He said, that's just stupid. I didn't even answer him. How crazy. Let go and let God. He said, I went home that night, and I couldn't sleep all night long. He said, that thing got in my heart. And he said, that fella... The next day came by, and he had a piece of paper, and he slipped it in my hand, and I forget it was a verse, John 3:16 or something like that, and he said, I read that verse. And he said, I never could get away from it. And finally, I gave my heart to the Lord. And on the back of his, he's got a jacket uh, that he wears on the back of it. It is that, that first word God ever gave him. said, let go and let God. <laughs> he lives with that. What a blessing that is. This sister stood up in another service I was in, and she had she got a boy that's a preacher that I preached for, been preaching ever since he's a young man, but another boy that just went wild as he could be. But she said that 17 years before he ever got right with the Lord, said she'd been wrestling with God, and said God come in one night and gave her a, a word and told her, said he's mine and I'll bring him back. She said, from that day on, I never worried about him. No matter, sometimes he'd be drunk, sometimes he'd be on drugs, but I knew God was going to do a work. And 17 years later, he did a work in that old boy's life. And he's been song leader in that church that I preach in for, I guess, 20 years. But see, it's all about it. Well, it's not about you calling ain't so-and-so and uncle so-and-so and squalling, crying, trying to get somebody else to help you figure out what to do because something's happening in your life that you didn't plan on. 
There'll never ever anything happen in your life before God Almighty knows all about it. And He's got a precious word for you and for your son and for your daughter and for your neighbors and your loved ones and everybody else. But He might want to speak it into your heart. Churn it up and work it up through the events and then deliver it out like a, a baby delivered to this world. Well, Ezekiel's minding his own business one day. All of a sudden, the Word of God said, Hey, I need to talk to you. And have you read Ezekiel, what God talked to him about? (laughs) We'll find out Monday night. Woo! Had a lot to say. This old book's got a lot to say. I'm glad for a precious word, aren't you? Oh, where I would be without a word from my Savior, a word from my Lord. It may come in a sermon. It may come in a song. I know of two peoples walking along the street, one in Egypt. They overheard singing. They weren't allowed in those days to have services to be overheard singing in the basement of this building. And the Holy Ghost got his heart and pulled him in. Maybe just driving along your car somewhere. And God, shoot a word. A delivering word. I don't know about you, but I want a word from heaven today, don't you? I want God's word to be the answer to my life. Let's stand.